And here we go, here we go on this Monday evening. So very nice to have you with us on this Monday. Chip here, uh, glad that you are wherever it is you are on this uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. We hadn't seen you and been communicated in about a week. I hope everything is going well for you and with you and you're staying safe and uh, you're, you're staying uh, COVID free and all the things that go along with that. Uh, the gang's all here. We are uh, back in the air chair after a week down and uh, uh, feeling good, feeling fresh, feeling ready to go, 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 go. We're going to have a pretty good show for you tonight. Speaking of, as we get into this, uh, you might be asking yourself, how? Chip, really, how? How, how, how can I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, I'm very glad that you asked that question. Uh, you can do it a number of ways. Of course, we are live right now, 91.7 WYXR on your FM uh, dial. You can also uh, catch us on uh, the uh, TuneIn app, and you can catch us at WYXR.org. I'm playing with buttons here. Oh, there we go. I'm trying to get my volume right here. So there we go. Everything's good. So I hope you, uh, you guys are engaged, and, uh, of course, we are – doing the Facebook Live thing. I'm still not exactly sold on it, whether I want to continue to do this or not. It depends on you all. So, so, oh yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to say this at the, at the top of the show. Like, share, and follow uh, <laughs> the, the, the big show here, okay? So, and if you want to say hi, say hi. You know, I like the comments and uh, things like that every once in a while, but I, again, I'm not exactly sold on whether I'm going to continue to do the Facebook Live, but you know, if you, if you all feel so inclined and you know, I'm not the most horrible thing in the world to look at, but just think about the fact that there are guests on this show. How about that? Tune in for the guests. Don't tune in for the host. Tune in for the guests. Anyway, we have a great show for you tonight, and we're going to talk about a variety of different topics and subjects, and uh, we're going to get a little musical in the second half hour of the show. More of that to come. And by the way, I learned a new term today uh, that, I, that I was completely unaware of, that it, it, it sounds bad on its face, but I'm told that if someone says it about you, or something in particular that you do that is actually a good thing. So we'll discuss that a little bit later on as well. This just basically tells me how old I am. Because I was, when I first heard it and saw it, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound anywhere near like it's supposed to sound. So, um, okay, so we did the show and we did how you find the show. And we did that. We're welcome back and we're glad to be back in the air chair on this uh Monday, and it's been a long day for me, but that's okay. This show always revs me up. And speaking of being revved up, it always makes me feel good when I can celebrate you. If this today is a very special day for you or this past weekend, birthday anniversary celebration, this segment's for you. Jack, hit it. Happy birthday. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you celebrated a birthday or an anniversary or a special occasion of the weekend, I hope it went well for you. I hope you celebrated, and I hope you were able to get yourself up this morning to actually get up and go to work from all the celebrating you did over the weekend. But for those who are celebrating a birthday today, here we go. Happy birthday to Tyler Stafford. Happy birthday to Renee, uh, I think it's Renee, Renee Mocha Charleston. Uh, happy birthday to Elena DeCosta-Williams, Wanda Denise Hughes, happy birthday to you, Roger Bean, it's your birthday today, happy birthday Jesse Jeff, happy birthday to Joan Benson, Crystal Motley, Kim Claxton, Shakara Davis, and someone many of us are familiar with uh, from the television side of things. Uh, you ever heard of a show called Live at 9? comes on every morning at 09 o'clock on News Channel 3. Uh, today is Mary Beth Conley's birthday. So happy birthday to you, Mary Beth. And happy birthday to each and every one of the individuals who are celebrating today. I hope it's been a great and wonderful day for you. 
And uh, we wish you many, many, many more. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. So uh, there's been a lot of news and a lot of notes uh, the last couple of days. Some good stuff, some bad stuff. You know, you can't have one without the other. Uh, but uh, this past Saturday, of course, the this was the 20th anniversary of uh, 9-11. 20 years ago on Saturday uh, was a day that uh, changed everybody's life. Uh, over 3,000 souls uh, left here. Uh, Twin Towers, uh, plane in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And uh, I hope any, uh, that any of you who are around to remember all that took a few moments to say a prayer and to commemorate that, uh, uh, that anniversary uh, that happened Saturday. Uh, some notable deaths. We weren't here last week, but uh, the actor Michael K. Williams, uh, of course, and many of you know, um, died. He was uh, in The Wire. He's well-known for The Wire and uh, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, died age 54. Said it might have been a drug overdose. We don't know. I think they have to do an autopsy to find out. But a very, very talented actor, uh, gone too soon. And uh, locally, uh, Billy Donovan, uh, who was a cotton exec, the, the cotton business uh, executive, uh, he died over the weekend. Uh, he was 88 years old from here in Memphis. He was a big sports fan. Uh, he owned the Memphis Showboats at one time as well. Uh, as I said, uh, uh, died over the weekend. He was 88 years old. In other uh, news, tropical storm, yeah, there's another one down there on the Gulf Coast, off the Texas coast right now, Nicholas, uh, and it is uh, forecast to uh, hit the Texas coastline sometime maybe overnight or into tomorrow. Uh, could be a big rainmaker with uh, Louisiana once again impacted. We could see some rain from it. I'm not exactly sure if or how or when, uh, but uh, we could see some rain from the remnants of that, so... Uh, you might want to keep your umbrellas handy in reference to that. And what would a real talk Memphis show be without a mention of COVID-19 and the Delta variant? Now, last week, the president said that all federal employees and those businesses that do business with the federal government uh, don't have a choice. Uh, they are required to be vaccinated. No ifs, no ands, no buts, period, end stop, end of story. Uh, also, um, he is putting into play something that is causing a bit of controversy uh, across the country. Companies and corporations and businesses with 100 or more employees are required to either have their employees take the shot or be tested weekly. Uh, the impetus is that, you know, if you get tired of stick, somebody sticking a swab up your nose every week, you'll go ahead and get the shot. That is really where we are. And, you know, you guys might want to get used to all of this because we're looking at uh, we're going to see some vaccine uh, mandates going on. There are companies every day now that are starting to. And I heard this afternoon on the radio that the Daily Memphian newspaper put a note out to all employees today that if they want to continue to be employed at the Daily Memphian, they don't have a choice. They need to get vaccinated by sometime next month. So. Yeah, this is coming. These are these are, and 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 a lot of these businesses aren't playing. The president said, you know, he's run out of patience with people, and this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, so if you haven't done it, you might want to do it because it could impact you your economic bottom line, as they say. And my first guest uh, in just a few minutes is a fine writer for the Commercial Appeal newspaper, and she's going to talk with us about an article she did about how Memphis businesses are really struggling uh, to find workers. I mean, it, does, it has a lot to do with the pandemic. It has a lot to do with the fact that maybe they had jobs, lost them during the first round of COVID, and didn't want to go back to that job the second round of COVID. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a lot about that because it's impacting the economic bottom lines of these businesses, and also it may be affecting you because of the places that you have frequented and have gone and you can't go because maybe they've changed hours, you know, they've closed things like that. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Also, uh, speaking of COVID, I know many of you have heard that uh, Mayor Jim Strickland uh, has COVID. Uh, he says that he is uh, feeling pretty good. He's just got some congestion. He's fully vaccinated. Yes, he is a breakthrough case. And there are breakthrough cases. That doesn't mean that people can go, see, see, I told you, the unvaccinated folks can see, see, I told you, it doesn't matter if you get a shot or not, you can still get COVID. It's not about that. It really is about the symptoms that you would suffer 
if you are not vaccinated versus if you are vaccinated and you do happen to catch COVID, your symptoms will be milder. You may not have to be hospitalized and it may prevent you from dying. The folks who are not unvaccinated have no protection whatsoever. Okay. Uh, now, let me go back to the, the businesses. Um, this has angered a lot of the Republican governors, according uh, to uh, reports, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, to name three. The governors say they are going to fight that because the federal government does not have uh, any, any reason or, or way or they should not be allowed to step into private businesses and tell them how to run their business. Well, you know, we'll just see about all that. Is there going to be some court cases involved? Yeah, probably so. Uh, last week, uh, the uh, local court uh, overturned, not overturned, but actually uh, issued a stay uh, for the governor's uh, opt-out mask mandate. He said, well, no, you, you can't do that. And um, so that has been temporarily stopped. So everyone in Shelby County, including all schools in Shelby County, are under an indoor mask mandate. So faculty, staff, and students all schools, period, mass mandate. This is uh, supposed to be until this coming Friday. So between now and Friday, the judge decides to make a ruling uh, to determine to whether it stays, uh, where, how long it goes, we'll have to see. But for right now, she issued this stay uh, until this Friday. Uh, in the meantime, there have been a couple of more people, including some doctors and other families, that have joined into a class action suit against Governor Lee uh, in reference to this optional mask mandate uh, as well. Uh, a hospital in upstate New York is actually pausing deliveries of babies because the number of maternity unit employee resignations uh, over the state's COVID-19 vaccination requirements. Here we go. This gets back to what I said a few minutes ago. Many places, especially hospitals and, and anything to do with the healthcare industry, is not, you don't have a choice. You have to get vaccinated. If you're dealing with the, the public on any level, you have to be vaccinated or you are out. You, are, you have to find another job. Well, they can't deliver babies at this particular hospital because of, of uh, several employees uh, have decided to resign rather than take a shot. Now I'll let you marinate on that for a minute to see just kind of what sense that makes. I, I don't get it, but that's just me. Uh, so that's a, a direct result of, of, of what has happened, you know, here. Uh, the Los Angeles Unified School District, which is the second largest in this country, has now mandated vaccine shots for all students in school. You know, it's always been that way. When we were in school, we had to, you, gotta, you had to have shots for measles and mumps and chicken pox and things like that. Um, but, and so now they figure, like, this is COVID. This is the serious deal, and it's attacking the young people. So they have mandated vaccines for them. New York City, or New York, yeah, New York City um, has basically told patrons of restaurants, of bars, of gyms, of movie theaters, of the, the theater, Broadway theaters, that if you are not vaccinated or cannot show proof of a negative COVID test, you cannot come into their establishments. Will that happen here? I'd like to see some opinions on that. What do you think of if that happens here? What do you what do you think about that? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, will it help or won't it help? Um, we are also uh, looking at a lot of parents now here in Memphis and Shelby County starting to look at uh, virtual options of academic learning for their children, which was eliminated last year um, after COVID. The state house changed some laws. Uh, but now parents are saying because of the number of kids who were sick, because of the number of staff who were out, we might need a virtual option so these kids aren't sitting at home doing anything. Stay tuned to see how that uh, plays out. We had uh, seven gun-related deaths over the weekend since Friday. From Friday through early this morning, seven people were killed, um, and they were all gun-related deaths, including a 17-year-old boy who was shot by a 16-year-old girl who got the gun from another 16-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, another case uh, was this fella named Andre Jones who called the police and told them that he found his father and his grandmother uh, shot dead um, in their house from gunshot wounds. 
Well, when they came to the house and when they started to ask some questions and investigate, the man who called, Andre Jones, was the man who killed his grandmother and his father. I don't know what else to say about, you know, this. You know, every week we have this, this same conversation. And every week we talk about, you know, you, you hear the, the pastors, well, we need to be more involved. We, we have these marches and we all know what we need to do. And we need to talk to our kids. And we need to, you can buy a gun on every corner in, of, this, of this city for little or nothing. So when a 16-year-old gets a gun from another 16-year-old and shoots accidentally suits, she was charged with uh, negligent homicide, by the way, another youth, you know, we've, we've reached a certain level here. And, you know, it, it, it is up to us, but I don't have any answers. Maybe somebody out there does, but I don't, other than we just keep praying and praying and praying. Congratulations to Fred Jones and his crew for pulling off the Southern Heritage Classic weekend. I'm told, I was not there, I'm told that there were hundreds and hundreds of, either, either you two go? Do we, and then we didn't go? Okay. <laughs> My crew was like, no, nah, we didn't go. We didn't go. So, Jack, did you go? You didn't go, did you? Okay. Nobody went to the Southern Heritage in this room, but it was, it was well attended. The football game was very well attended. Saw a few masks sprinkled around. Not many, not many, not many. So we'll see what happens on the back end of this. But congratulations for another successful event. It's been two years since we've seen the classic here in Memphis, Tennessee. So it's nice to, to have it back. And, and uh, you know, there were no incidents and, and everything was gone. Speaking of that, two final things here. The football game, Jackson State crushed Tennessee State. So if you're a Tennessee State alum, you're not feeling too good about that. And also the Battle of the Bands, which a lot of people go to just to see the Battle of the Bands. In my opinion, it just wasn't much of a battle because the Jackson State sonic boom of the South dominated. That's all I got to say. We're going to take a break. So, don't, so no, no hate, no hate, no hate, okay? It is what it is. We are going to get the show started in just a few minutes. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about business with someone who is very familiar with what that's all about. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. You know who you are. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. What you got in your record box? Bring it along to the Memphis Listening Lab and WYXR's inaugural Record Swap and Zine Fest, presented in association with Crosstown Arts. Vendors will be lining the halls of the Crosstown Concourse with rare musical finds and deep, engaging, independently published magazines. Hear live sets from WYXR DJs spitting the best from their final collections. The event starts at 10 a.m. Saturday, September 4th and Sunday, September 5th. For customer and vendor information, visit the Memphis Listening Lab and follow event updates on Facebook. There's really nothing better than a box of records, not even a bottle of beer. Things are gone in a matter of minutes, but final just won't disappear. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis. This is Nancy, and I hope you'll join me on a musical journey from 2 to 4 p.m. Mondays with Memphis Undercover. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I am Chip Washington, your humble host. Very happy to be back in the air chair and very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my first guest with us. Now, she is a, a very, very good writer uh, for the Commercial Appeal. And she wrote a story about the first couple of days into this month that really caught my attention about Memphis, how Memphis businesses are coping with the ongoing struggle to find workers. So I, you know, I, I think that this is a, a pretty major issue that has a lot of different tentacles. So I have invited our first guest, Kareen Kennedy, on the program. Kareen, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks, Chip. I'm excited to, to chat with you today. So, so listen, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you you write you you write business for the newspaper, and and there's nothing uh, that keeps this uh, economic engine going like the business of being in business, but. Clearly, since the advent of COVID last year and, um, you know, with its uh, severe job loss and, and businesses having to close down even and a lot of other things that have impacted that, we are seeing now with this uh, second wave of COVID uh, with the Delta variant, uh, businesses are being impacted. Employers are having a very difficult time trying to find workers. They are using incentive programs and a lot. So I basically tell our listeners, if you will, kind of as you were exploring this story, what you found out, what you heard about the real struggles some of these businesses are having these days. Yeah, and really Memphis is experiencing the same struggle that a lot of cities across the country are. So this is not unique to Memphis. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that um, I found really interesting is that this, these worker shortages really go across industries. It's not just hospitality, it's not just restaurants. I mean, there are shortages of workers in logistics, in manufacturing, basically every type of business is having struggles with workers. You'd be hard pressed to find someone who's not hiring right now. Okay, so, you know, and having said that, and so there have to be reasons for that, obviously. I think there's maybe some residue. So talk about some of the reasons that you have found that maybe it is becoming so difficult um, in terms of uh, folks, businesses getting uh, people back to work and folks wanting to go back to work. Yeah, it seems like there's quite a few issues at play. So one of them, um, one of the biggest industries that has been impacted is, you know, restaurants, hospitality, uh, hotels, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those people did lose their jobs in the first wave of COVID shutdowns. A lot of restaurants closed. A lot of hotels were, you know, at minimum um, red or minimum number of people staying just because mm -hmm. we weren't traveling, we mm -hmm. weren't going out to eat. And so a lot of those workers either got furloughed or laid off entirely. When businesses started to hire again, um, a lot of people were not applying for these service industry jobs. So what I had heard from people, both employers and employees, is a lot of people don't want to go back to service work. They got jobs in the logistics industry. Maybe they went to FedEx. Maybe they went to Amazon. And they're making more money, um, working better hours with more benefits. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of see how you wouldn't want to go back to a job where, you know, you're working nights, weekends, holidays for, for minimum wage when there are other options. Well, that is uh, that, that's a very good point. And you and I were talking offline a bit earlier. And, you know, a lot of these companies are, are having to, to, to use incentives to try to get folks, particularly the logistics in, uh, industry being Amazon and being FedEx. Uh, they're still short of workers, even though they're given, what, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, whatever it is to, to get folks in the door. But that's hard work, too. So, I mean, and they're still finding uh, it to be a bit of a struggle. Uh, am I correct in that? You are. Yeah. So I spoke with uh, folks at FedEx earlier this month, and they said across the country they're hiring for 80,000 jobs. 80,000 um, jobs? Yes, across the country. Make sure um, and that's even with, you know, the higher wages and, and incentives that they're offering. And they still have that many open positions to fill. So, you know, companies that are offering incentives are seeing a higher number of applicants. There was some data I found from ZipRecruiter that was really interesting. They kind of aggregate uh, data on job postings, on average wages, that sort of thing. And um, businesses that are particularly offering uh, childcare options or tuition reimbursement are actually seeing higher level of applicants than you know businesses just offering a $1,000 signing bonus or something like that. That's very interesting. We're talking to uh, Kareen Kennedy. She is the business uh, writer for 
the commercial appeal. And we're talking about the struggle that businesses are having to try to 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 find workers. And, you know, we, we talked about the hospitality industry and the restaurant industry a bit earlier. And there are places now, businesses in this town, restaurants in this town who have had to adjust their hours of operation, you know, uh, maybe close an additional day because they don't have the staff to be able to to work. I think I shared uh, with you earlier that I went to a restaurant a uh, pretty popular uh, steakhouse in this town, and, and I drove in because I did call in my order, but there was nobody in the parking lot. And I asked the girl when she came out, I said, well, what's going on? And she said, we, we, we don't have the staff to, you know, to have indoor dining. So, I mean, it really is a problem in, in, in terms of this, but is it just the, the pay or was it because of the fact that they were getting extra money, you know, for the uh, unemployment benefit? I mean, what? There has to be some reason that even though they have stopped the unemployment benefits and, you know, so it's time to get back to work. I mean, people still have homes and bills and responsibilities. What am I missing? I'm missing something. I know it. Yeah. You you know, you're asking the right question. And I I wish I had an easier answer for you. I think it's a lot of things, (laughs) you know. um, You know, so there is some of that we talked about just how difficult service work is. But one of the other things I'm hearing from people is they're still worried about COVID. You know, you you know, before we started chatting, you were talking about the surge and the Delta variant, all these new cases. And, you know, people who work in restaurants, you're coming in face-to-face contact with a lot of strangers. You don't know where those people have been, how, if they're vaccinated, whether they're masking. Um, So I think there's a lot of people who are still hesitant to go back into those types of roles, especially since we've seen such a growth in remote working opportunities, right? You don't have, if you don't leave your house, you can't get COVID. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. You're right about the remote thing. I mean, every job, if you go to to any one of these job sites um, that promote and advertise for work, A, there's plenty of jobs available and B, a lot of them are remote jobs. And I wonder how that side of the the, the, the business world is working. Are more people perhaps interested in doing remote work? Are more people applying for remote work? Do you know anything about that? Or, or are, are, we, are they still in their own way dealing with the same issues everybody else is? You know, that's a good question. I think a little bit of both. You know, I, I think it does depend on the industry. But in the past year, there has been a huge, um, huge uptick in the number of people working remotely and in continuing to choose to do so even after offices reopen, people in, you know, your nine to five office jobs. A lot of people are still working from home, even if they have the option of going back into the office. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, there's there's some data from across the country. I don't have any specific to Memphis, but a lot of people move during the pandemic because they do have a job where they can work remotely now. And yeah. so maybe they wanted to move closer to family. Maybe they wanted to move to a city that has a lower cost of living, because if you can work from anywhere, you know, why? Why not pick somewhere you really want to live? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of validity to what you just said in, in reference to that. I mean, a lot of folks love the virtual option, love the remote option. I have to be able to go back and forth every now and again. I mean, because when you're at home, I think you develop some bad habits because you're at home, you know what I mean? And it's a different mindset when you're at home to try to be, you know, work-like in for eight hours of the day, but you're still at home. I mean, maybe that's just me, but <laughs> does that make sense to you? <laughs> Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely fell into some of those bad habits when you're, um, you know, you were talking about when I was working from home full time, you know, it's very easy to get distracted and say, okay, well, I got 10 minutes before I'm in this meeting. So why don't I throw in a load of laundry or, (laughs) you know, like, do I really need to to put on a button down shirt? No one's going to see me. I'll just wear a sweatshirt. You know, you kind of fall into those little habits that that don't make you quite as productive. And for people who have, um, you know, pets, as I'm sitting here, one of my cats is climbing all over me, yeah. you know, so, you know, being at home with pets or with kids, that's also distracting. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there's, there's a lot to that. And, and, and for me, it's, you know, if I sit too sedentary in, in, in a certain spot and the television's on, you know, it's going to be watching me and I'm not going to be watching the computer and we're going to have all kinds of problems. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I completely and totally understand it, but listen, Thank you so much for coming on and shedding some light because this is a big issue um, in terms of, you know, the, 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 the employment situation, not only for the businesses, but for the people who are looking for jobs. But let me just say this, and maybe you can co-sign on it. There are pretty much jobs on every corner of this city. I've seen, I see signs 
everywhere that people are looking for people. So plenty of jobs, right? Absolutely. Plenty of jobs in just about any industry people are looking to work in. My friend, thank you so much for coming on the show, Corinne Kennedy. And I I would love to have you back down the road, you know, maybe once we get past this and kind of see, you know, where the economic chamber is taking us at a particular point in time. But thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Chip. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? That was a very fascinating conversation because this is a very relevant issue to a lot of people, particularly business owners who are affected by the fact that they can't pull people in. And as she stated, you know, a lot of people that work in the hospitality and restaurant industry don't get paid the type of money. um, And they see maybe there's grass is greener on the other side, but they just don't seem to be able to leave the house to get to the green grass on the other side. Whole nother story. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we are going to shift gears and talk about just how we get back to loving one another and being Uh, the kind of people that we need to be for each other that the pandemic has put on pause. I'm going to talk to uh, a return guest, but always a welcome guest. Uh, Anna Catherine Word from MIFA will join me right after the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It is the president of Driven Type T. And you're now tuned in to Memphis's own WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city soul, man. Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> Remember, never stop. Stay driven. Peace. Hello, this is Jerry, your host of Without a Net. Here on WYXR Sunday nights from 8 to 10, we're going to be hearing some pure jazz and some impure jazz and lots of other good music too. Come join me this Sunday. See you later. Every Saturday I go to Fifth City, but every Sunday morning I hang out with Brandy Rinks for her putting on airs, country, honky tonk, folk. She's the best, y'all. Tune in every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. Chip with you. Very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest with us. Anna Catherine Word is the Corporate Development Officer at MIFA, an organization we all know and love for what it has always done to help us in our community. They have, a, they have something that they, 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 I don't know if it's an annual thing. We'll, talk, we'll find out in a second. But uh, they have a, um, an event they call Our City our story. It's a series where they they have a, a virtual conversation uh, with authors, writers, um, and people talking about various uh, topics of discussion. And they are going to have their next Our City, Our Story series tomorrow. And uh, here to talk with us about that is Anna Catherine Word. And Anna Catherine, thank you for coming back to Real Talk Memphis. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Chip. I'm excited to come back. Listen, so, uh, and I'm excited to have you. So, um, Our City, Our Story, 
kind of give the listeners uh, a backstory about that particular series and, and what you all hope to accomplish with it? Yeah, so Our City, Our Story started three years ago. The first one uh, celebrated the 50th anniversary of MIFA in 2018. And it was really a way we wanted to bring the community together and foster conversation. Right. Um, and so the first year we talked about homelessness. Last year uh, was the eviction crisis, yeah. which was top of mind for everyone, you know, right as, as well, at the beginning of the pandemic, although we didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, we've really been thinking a lot about unity yeah. and um, inequities and divisiveness and isolation and what that does to a community. And so this year we've chosen to focus on that while thinking about uh, the founders of MIFA and how they came together from a diverse, um, from diverse backgrounds and diverse perspectives to form this amazing organization. So, so in doing that, you have brought forth two very uh, well-known authors. Tell us a little bit about them and the conversation that we are going to listen to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so excited. So we have Kiese Lehman, mm-hmm. is a writer from just down the road in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, his best-selling personal memoir was Heavy, uh, which won the Carnegie Medal for Excellence in Nonfiction. Um, it was named the best book of 2018 on a lot of lists, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, NPR, many others. Um, and it was voted one of the uh, 50 best memoirs of the past 50 years. Oh in my. New York. Um, He's also written a collection of essays, which are gripping um, and raw and incredible, called How to Slowly Kill Yourselves and Others in America. (laughs) Um, And those are essays on race and celebrity and family and creativity and violence. Um, He's a contributing writer to a lot of amazing publications, Vanity Fair, Atlantic, Guardian. Um, And right now he's teaching at the University of Mississippi. Okay. Okay. So um, we're really excited to welcome KSA. And then in conversation with KSA will be Elizabeth Gilbert, who a lot of folks already know. Uh, Her memoir, Eat, Pray, Love, was written in 2006. It was an immediate number one bestseller. Yep. Um, And it chronicled the year that she spent traveling the world and finding herself after a divorce. Um, Since that time, of course, that was made into a major motion picture with Julia Roberts. A lot of people remember that one. Yep, yep, I do. Um, But since that time, she's written several more books. You know, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear was a number one bestseller. Um, City of Girls is her new one. Uh, It's a fiercely feminist story. And she spent a lot of time over the last couple of years um, really trying to amplify the voices of writers of color. Um, And so she and KSA have wanted to be in conversation for quite a long time. Um, They were never able to make it happen until this event. And so we're we're really excited to welcome them. So, uh, and we're speaking with Anna Catherine Word from MIFA, and we are talking about the uh, latest Our City our story series, which is tomorrow. We'll get all the particulars about that in a minute. But what is the conversation going to be about tomorrow? Yeah, so we want to talk about um, how we come back together as a community after this latest crisis. And and that's kind of a loaded question in and of itself, because one might ask if we've ever been together in the first place. Mm-hmm. But how do we come together after the pandemic after the political and ideological differences that have split the country and split our community over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to think about that and how we can heal wounds. Um, what does a better America or a better community look like? And what we can do, you know, how can we play a part in that healing yeah. process, yeah. that reconciliation? Yeah. Um, so it should be really a rich, lively, and hard-hitting conversation. It, it, it really does. And that's, a, and that's a very, very important topic uh, because we are afraid um, as a community. We are afraid as a society. You know, we, I mean, as a culture, you know, as a people. I mean, there's a lot of separation. And, uh, you know, I think uh, some of the best ways to be able to get to the, to the root of that or to the heart of that is having conversations like this. So having said that, 
please tell the audience how they can participate and be a part of this very important conversation tomorrow. Well, it's only $25 to register, which is a deal. That's a deal. That's a steal, man. Incredible authors. Um, And you can go to mifa.org slash our city, our story to register. Mm -hmm. The event is at noon tomorrow. It's virtual um, and it will last an hour. So it'll also be an interesting uh, conversation to have virtually as we talk about how to how to come back together (laughs) after this isolation but we have to do it virtually. <laughs> Coming together in a virtual way with uh, right. two, two extraordinarily uh, gifted uh, uh, and talented writers and authors. And of course, um, um, who better than MIFA uh, to be able to bring a- a- an event like this because what you do on a daily basis is, 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 is bring hope to people and to bring people together and, and, and to try to unify our city. So I love MIFA and I love what you all do. And uh, you tell you tell the big boss that Chip says hello. And uh, I will. And uh, I just I just I love her. And I love you too. And I thank you very much for taking some time uh, to come on the show to talk to us about this very important topic. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do have some time tomorrow, um, the price is right, but the conversation is going to be priceless. So, uh, Anna Catherine Murray, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chip. Take have a, a great night. All right, thank you. You too. Take care. Well, that was, and, and again, that was well worth it um, because of the fact that, you know, we are separate as a people. And there are a lot of issues, of problems, and concerns uh, that a lot of us have. There's a lot of strife and tension. And, you know, having these open type of conversations, you know, can help to heal wounds. Now, uh, as we go to break, uh, I want to play something for you because we're going to get a little musical here uh, in, in just a minute. Uh, and, and before I go and before I ask Jack to play the song, I just want to say that, you know, the next my next the person I'm interviewing next is a young man uh, with a very um, God given musical talent and an ability. And I think that as a, a homegrown product of Memphis, Tennessee, Uh, We owe it to our young people who are doing positive things to support, encourage them and motivate them and and, and get them involved in in projects that we have here in this town. There's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to maybe start this thing off tonight and hopefully it'll balloon from there. Uh, We are going to take uh, our final break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to. One professor, and as we go to break, I want you to hear his first single. It is called Rock. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll be right back. President of Driven Type T, and you're now tuned in to Memphis's own WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city soul, man. Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> Remember, never stop, stay driven. Peace. Bill's Kill, now on Mondays at midnight. 
WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. I'm listening. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Hey, back to Real Talk of Memphis. I'm Chip. I was talking to my producer here trying to figure out how I was going to end the show. But before we do that, uh, as I alluded to and as I hope you were listening uh, before the break, that's a beautiful song, by the way. Uh, my next guest is a young man who I mentioned his birthday earlier, uh, but under his real name, Tyler. Uh, but it is uh, one professor uh, is my guest and it is his birthday today. And happy birthday, T. It's uh, it's uh, you're 25 today. Am I am I did I get that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 25 today. I appreciate it, man. Look, we appreciate you, and thank you for coming on the show. And listen, uh, I I have to to say, uh, you know, your your mom, who is I, I would imagine your number one fan, uh, brought you to my attention um, a couple of months ago, and you know, I I don't know what I think God just directed me to come back around to you. And uh, I was uh, sent the music and sent some of your songs. And I really, really think that you're an extraordinarily talented young man. And congratulations uh, on your on your first uh, project, uh, which is uh, tell the folks what's, what, what the name of the project is. Melodic Trap Book One. Melodic Trap Book One. We're going to talk yeah. about that in a minute. And I have to I have to tell you something. I sent you a, a text today because when I was uh, getting your songs uh, in the system, I sent them to our operations manager, right? And I asked her, I said, well, I said, when you get a chance, if you get a chance to listen to it, let me know what you think. And uh, she said, uh, quote, unquote, his songs uh, are, as the young people say, slap. S L A P, and I asked you, and I said uh, that means good, right? And you were like, and what? What did you tell me when? What does that mean? Slap. I was saying that means she like it. <laughs> that means she think it's she think it's uh you know uh something that she can bump, you know something that she can feel that it, it, you know some definitely something she enjoyed. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you something, man. That made me feel very old because somebody said slap to me. I'm looking around. I'm balling my fist. I'm ready hey, to fight somebody, man. It's not that old. Uh, you know, they were saying slap probably three, three, four years ago. It's people my age were saying slap. So, uh, you okay. know, it's uh, where you're from, you know. Uh, uh, okay, uh, one professor. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been around a lot longer than three or four years. And I'm going to tell you oh, something, yeah. man. I'm, yeah. I'm say, yeah. but, but that's okay. I learned something new. So um, you're born here. You're raised here. You went to Central uh, High School. I know you were big into basketball uh, and, and, and you got hurt. Tell us how you ended up getting into this business we call music. Um, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I never planned on, on doing music my whole life. Um, you know, uh, I think I, you know, I messed around with it a little bit when I was 14, but um, I ended up going to Lane College after high school, after Central, mm-hmm. and um, and I started DJing. And when I started DJing, that's when I really started getting into music more, you know, other than just being an everyday listener. And um, I ended up uh, starting doing uh, music with my roommate, writing raps. And, you know, one day I just wanted to go record one of my raps I wrote. And it was real. The song ended up being real good. A lot of people liked it. I really enjoyed it. And it kind of went from there. I started to grow a passion for it. And it just it took off from there. We are speaking with uh, one professor as his, uh, as he is known. And, and, and before I move forward, how did you come up with that particular name? Um, Again, at Lane, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a name. People, the people kind of just gave me professor. You know, and it was it was it was like a joke at first. You know, your name to be professor, your name to be professor. But I rolled with it, and because it, it, it seemed unique, yeah. and too many professors walking around. So I rolled with it, and that's that's been my name, and I feel like it fit me perfectly. And you know, 
it just came about in line, you know, when I started using it. So, okay, I, I, I asked uh, a couple of my, my, the folks in my studio here, my producers, they're young folks, and I asked them, what style of music is it that you sing? And I don't know, we were trying to figure it out. I don't know if it's, I mean, I guess, so I guess I'll ask you. I, I, th- I heard the definition was sort of hip hop trap, and I have no idea what, what that means. How would you categorize the style of music that you that you perform? Um, well, I would say it's um, it's like trap music, but more more musically. Like it's a it may be a trap beat, but more melodies involved, and it's talking about um the the same struggles that's in trap music, but more uh being more musical, and melodic with it. You know, talking about it's like it's like art, uh, showing a picture of art of the struggles of black people that come from their culture, you know? Um, but just, you know, being more, with more melody, not so much hardcore or, you know, always gangster, you know, all the time, what they call, you know, hardcore hip hop or gangster rap, you know, just being, you know, making it an art. Do a lot of people, uh, uh, I mean, perform trap music? I mean, in the business. I mean, is that a is that a popular form of music or? or I would or I would say, in my opinion, it's it's a huge. I, I think I think, in my opinion, it's a huge part of uh, hip hop. Okay, you know, trap music is made a uh, stamping name for itself. You know, uh, a lot of uh, trap artists, you know, such as uh, Ti, would be considered trap music. Ti, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Gucci Mane. Uh, Trap music, you know that, that you know, uh, Yo Gotti, uh, you know, the rappers, you know, but it's like uh, I'm coming with trap music, but uh, a more melodic way, you know. I'm yeah. coming with uh, tunes and notes and keys, you know, trying to uh, make the um, listener feel it um, in a different way from a different, you know, perspective. Man, I, you know, I'm 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 very fascinated. I've always been fascinated with uh, with anybody who does music because I mean, it it, it truly is a a, a a gift from God to be able to come up with notes and melodies and and rhythms and rhymes. And I mean, did this always? I mean, come to you when you create songs like you know, like TikTok is another one of my those songs that I heard that I like and that I'm gonna play here in a minute. But um, I mean, does it? How do these songs come to you? Do they come to you at night? Do they come to you when you're sleeping? Do they come? I mean, how do you? I mean, how do these? How do you come up with these with these songs? Um, well, like you said, it really is truly a blessing from God, a gift from God. Um, uh, I started off writing my songs out, just writing out the whole song. Mm-hmm. Once I have the whole song written out, I will go to the studio. That's when I first started. Mm-hmm. But now I've gotten to the point where. Uh, I go to the studio whenever I can, uh, you know, whenever I want to. Um, we I listen to beats, and when I hear a beat I like, I pull the beat up, and, and I just make a song right on the spot, how I feel, and, you know, and what comes out. Like, you know, even when I made TikTok, I made that, you know, um, I heard the beat, I liked the beat, played the beat, I listened to it, and it's way it's, it's way more about how I feel in that moment um, than, than me write, choosing a topic to write about, you know, so that, that's kind of like what came out from my mind at that time. And, and, you know, it, it turned out to be a really great song, you know, that's just how I, my process goes. Well, you know, and, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, uh, we are speaking with, uh, the artist known as one professor. And, uh, you know, I think what you said was, 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 gives us kind of an insight into your creative process uh we spend a lot of time you know on our daily treks and travels you know, when we talk about young people these days uh, be honest being honest we don't talk about them in in really positive terms because a lot of our young folks are straying down wrong paths and 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 doing things that are more divisive than uh than positive Tell people what you hope to accomplish as a young man turned 25 years old today. You're making music. Uh, you're hoping to be an influ- influential uh, artist one day, and I and I pray that for you. Uh, what would be um, your message? I mean, what are you trying to, you know, what message are you trying to send as a young man to folks who may be listening to this right now? Um, well, you know, I understand this to show that, you know, one, um, music reaches people, um, reaches anybody, you know, mm-hmm. music is such a, it's such a great way to reach people. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to represent those who feel like they misunderstood 
and um, trying to find a way out that, you know, uh, somebody can relate from your struggles or they see you and it's like, you know, a lot of people feel like where they come from and what they struggle with, it ain't no way out and they feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing or what they can do. You know, if I feel like with my music, I can reach such a broad audience and being a voice for those people and speaking on certain struggles um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, they can see with my success and me, you know, and them saying they got a voice for them, um, that it is another way. And hey, I went through this too, or or you going through this, and this music touching all these people, your struggles can touch all these people's hearts. Just showing people another way, you know, you know, showing that your, your struggle is seen and you know well, that's, yeah. it could be a bright it could be a light at the end of the tunnel from your struggle you know well that's that's what we need that's what we need more mm-hmm. of and 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 I'm and I'm very very happy uh to have uh, had you on the show uh, uh we're about to wrap up now uh but I want to thank you for for coming on and we're going to we're going to we're going to end this thing with uh with with TikTok and um because yes, that's that, that that's I really enjoy that but I really have enjoyed talking to you uh, you have a wonderful family support structure behind you. You have a lot of folks that are just, that are just so thrilled and happy and proud of you and, 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 and where you're at so far. I'm to understand Rock has over 60,000 streams. Is that is that correct? Yes, sir. Rock Alone has uh, over 60,000 streams, and a lot of trap is up in 100,000. Well, you know, um, that's... And uh, it's been a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative for those people. You know, it's in my corner. Um, I dropped a uh, I dropped a single today called "Blessed with an Album." Uncle Professor "Blessed with an Album" out. You know, I just thought about that. Uh, if anybody want to go listen to that, also. But so your a, your website yeah. is what now? Where can they go to to listen to some of your stuff? Uh, www.oneprofessormusic.com. Uh-huh. They can go to my okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. And I hope that uh, somebody hears this and, and, and will take this and, 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 and take it even farther. Uh, congratulations on uh, where you're at so far. And uh, I expect big things from you in the future. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I right, have a great night. And uh, as we wrap up the show, uh, start uh, hit that. We're going to, we're going to play another one of his singles called TikTok. Uh, and uh, I wanted to thank you all for listening to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening. Uh, really glad to have you with us. Really glad to have my guest with us. And uh, I hope that, uh, first of all, you enjoy the song because I love the song. Uh, secondly, uh, if the Lord says so, we'll be back here, same time, same station, in my same seat. And we'll try to do the show just a little bit better. But in the meantime, uh, take some influence from this young man. Uh, he's out here trying to do positive things. Uh, he's very creatively talented. And uh, I, I think he's going to be big one day. I just hope that uh, down the road he remembers uh, Real Talk uh, Memphis. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get out of here. But in the meantime, in between time, thank you all so much. God bless each and every one of you. Be safe out there. Be careful. Take care of each other. So till next time, I'm Chip. And I'm out. My life it ain't perfect. Shit behind the curtains, like was that we hurt? We was eating churchy. We ain't had no dirty sprite, just dirty water thirsty. We ain't had no porn night, been going and going since Thursday. Baby, give me talk, huh? Baby, what's your thoughts? Uh, she all on TikTok, making life look awesome. I had to restart on all my options. See you about, huh? We hope what's up? Baby, give me talk, huh? What's your thoughts, huh? She all on TikTok, and the life look off, so I had to restock on all my options. See you a boss, all these hot stars. Uh, we hit hot stars.